Hey friends, welcome to It's All In My Head, where I talk to people about their experiences with mental health in a real, raw, and vulnerable way. I'm here to share stories that connect us to others in the way that mental health shows up for us, the challenges that we face, the stuff that gets us through, and perhaps most importantly, how we remain resilient. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Hey, Sissy Squad, welcome back to It's All in My Head. Sadly, I am not having a full-length episode this week as normally scheduled. Um, A few things have come up and I just have not had the energy or the time to be able to record in the last couple of weeks, but I felt that I would be remiss if I didn't share that with you all and what was going on and let you into this little corner of my world um, because that's what this podcast is all about, uh, mental health and ensuring that we are all safe and healthy and well, but most importantly, connected to each other. So I wanted to share and be very vulnerable and honest with you. I have been quarantined for the last little bit. Um, My mother tested positive for COVID and that meant that my whole family was in quarantine. And the mental and emotional toll that being in isolation has taken has been pretty real. In addition to being isolated in my childhood bedroom and away from the world and also being isolated simply because when I initially had to quarantine, I was traveling, which meant I was stuck in my Jeep and a hotel room for multiple days prior to arriving back home. I just felt very, very lonely. And obviously being lonely and depressed and traveling and in a hotel room and a Jeep and then your childhood bedroom, you don't have your equipment, you don't have the energy, you don't have the guests, and that means no full-length episode this week. But I also wanted to share something else that has been weighing me down. I would be remiss not to acknowledge the slew of public and life events that have taken place recently that are damning to many, many, many people in this world's mental and emotional health. I want to start by acknowledging the shooting in Atlanta, Georgia. This terrible, terrible event and active violence and active terrorism against the Asian American and Pacific Islanders community, specifically women, I just, it has been weighing on me. I just can't, I mean, I can believe it, but I hate to believe it and I don't want to believe it. 
that these kinds of acts of terrorism are still happening in our world. That the Asian community, again, specifically women in the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, are still being attacked and hated simply for whom they are. So that shooting, again, like I said, it really hit close to home. As you all know, I have been a survivor of gun violence. And I, while responding to a suicide is wildly different than being a survivor of a mass shooting or a survivor of loss due to an act of terrorism, it really still hits close to home for me whenever there is gun violence involved. Which brings me to the second thing that has been weighing on me. Oh gosh, I didn't realize I was going to get so choked up. The shooting in Boulder, Colorado, that happened just a few days later, that shook me to my core. Because as you all know, I've been living in Colorado for over four years, and I have many, many very close friends that live in Boulder. In fact, one of my closest friends lives in Boulder, not too far away from where this shooting took place. And while he is safe and his friends are safe and they don't know anyone that was directly impacted from this act of violence, it still really shook me. And I think it shook our whole community, the Colorado community, the Boulder community. I think it tears deep into the souls of Coloradans because as many of you know, Colorado has a pretty intense history of known gun violence. And as we enter into April, the month of April, we approach the anniversary of the Columbine shooting, which brings up a lot of memories for people. And while I was very young when that happened, and I don't remember it vividly or like really remember and the impact that it had on me personally growing up in Michigan, a lot of my friends and community members and students that I work with in Colorado have been impacted by that. And so this shooting in Boulder, I think, brings up a lot of memories and, again, just really shook me and made me take some time and some space to think about where the state of the world is once again. The next thing that I want to touch on is the Derek Chauvin murder trial. Now, for those of you that don't know, you all should know, but if you don't know who Derek Chauvin is, he is the former Minneapolis police officer that is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. And I have been following this case. I've been following this trial pretty closely as I was very impacted by the murder of George Floyd last summer. And while I have never as a white man been judged or experienced any sort of hate or violence or even had to question my safety 
around police officers. I know many, many marginalized people and people of color and friends and family members and people that I love who have had to endure acts of hate or violence from police officers. And so this case, this murder trial is really interesting to me, but it also is taxing to watch, to follow, to listen to. It just heightens my emotions and makes me feel even lonelier because I can't hug my friends who are impacted by this trial and who have faced violence or hatred or been judged or felt unsafe simply because of the color of their skin. And yeah, it just, it just, it brings me really to my knees and to like this place in my mind that is dark because I just can't stand the state of the world right now. And it's, it's really scary. It's really dark and it weighs on you and it, it really does take its toll on your mental and emotional health. And that's how I've been feeling. I have two more things that I really want to touch on that's kind of, that both of these have been weighing on me, but they're not as, I would say, emotionally taxing as the other two. I'm They are, but they're not. And I'll explain why. So Trans Day of Visibility was just the other day, and the violence and hatred and prejudice that the trans community, that the queer community faces every day, once again, for who they are, just, I can't stand it. It's the prejudice and the hate and the judgment. I just, I don't understand. It drives me absolutely bonkers. No trans person should ever be killed or hated or attacked or whatever for who they are. No queer person should because straight people aren't and non-binary people have it worse. Trans people have it worse. It just, it makes no sense to me. And I want to just say to the trans community that is listening, I love you. I'm here for you. I see you. I believe in you. I'm wrapping my arms around you digitally right now. It's I'm giving you a big, huge virtual hug. I love you so much. And you, my friends, are the bravest, most authentic, most real people in this world. And it really takes resilience and determination and guts. It takes Sissio to be who you are. And so I just wanted to give you a shout out. And that's why when I initially started talking about this particular segment that, uh, where I acknowledge trans day of visibility, I said that it's not as heavy. And that's because I firmly believe that you all are doing the damn thing and that you all are a light in my world. And that's why it's not as taxing or emotionally hard on me. And with that being said, once again, I'm acknowledging everything that you go through and everything that you fight for and everything that you believe in and everything that you have to go through every day to just stay alive. So here's to you. Thank you. I love you. And you're seen. 
And lastly, another thing that's been weighing on me, another thing that's kept me in the drudges, in the darkness. It's now April. And I love the month of April. It's my birthday month. I'm an Aries. And it brings me great energy usually. I feel refueled, refilled, rejuvenated during this time of year. But it also brings some darkness because for those of you that don't know, again, you should if you don't, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And every single person in this world is impacted by sexual assault. I've been impacted by it. I've seen it happen to my closest friends, to my students, to my colleagues, my family members. And I would be remiss to acknowledge Sexual Assault Awareness Month today. So again, I'm wrapping my arms around you and I'm giving a big virtual hug to anyone who has been impacted by sexual assault or sexual misconduct or sexual violence. I love you. I hope you have the strength and the resilience to make it through. I hope you have a community of support. And if not, just know that I am that person for you. So please reach out if there's anything I can do to support you. So I want to just end this very short episode by saying, remember that you're strong, you're brave, you're resilient, you're bold. And together we will get through this dark, dark world that we're living in. We will get through this dark, dark time that we're living in. I love you. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And Sisu Squad, remember that together we'll get through. And while right now it may be hard and we all are struggling mentally and emotionally, it's that connection. It's that community that will bring us together and that will conquer it because love rules out hate. Cheers, y'all. I love you. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to connect with me, you can email me at itsallinmyhead.show at gmail.com, add me on Instagram at itsallinmyhead.show, or connect with me on Twitter at allinmyhead.show.